Welcome to We're Getting a Dog. Welcome back, everyone. Everyone's favorite podcast. What? I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) That's our new tagline. I I mean, that's a good self-fulfilling prophecy kind of tagline, but I fear that that's not the most original tagline. Man's best friend of a podcast. Little wordy. Well, um, we'll keep working on it. Man's best podcast, huh? I don't like that because it's gendered. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Just uh, let's just keep going. <laughs> what dog breed are we doing today? <laughs> you want to jump right into it? Uh, so your week's been? I mean, my week's been... Same old, same old. Yeah. I don't know. Has, just working, so. you know. I mean, not that that's bad. It's just nothing... You know, it's just a regular week. Nothing too yeah, crazy. Yeah, we're nothing happened. Yeah, well, anywhere. No, no but well, no. We don't in our, in our, the relative that. world of ours, it was just a regular old week. So, yep, more walking dogs for me. Mm-hmm. Okay, today we're talking about Newfoundland. Ooh, Newfoundland is an island off the coast of Canada. It has right. most of the population of the province Newfoundland and Labrador. It's the sixteenth largest island in the world has the easternmost point in North America, and is home to about half a million people. Today we'll be discussing what it takes to own and care for such a large island, no, and whether it's what? the right <laughs> island for us. This is this is what I was confused. You start talking about the island, and I'm like, but that's not a dog. <laughs> I don't know, I'm just messing with you. April right. Fools! Oh, it's the third... That's how you really get people. I'd, I'd <laughs> everyone going there. Things like, did I you open know, a, did I I open a get, Canadian history podcast? I didn't get any April Canadian Fool's geography jokes pulled on me this year I can tell I really got gotcha. you yeah I was I was legitimately concerned that we were doing a complete genre shift in the podcast we were becoming a geography show I was fooling everyone but pretending no, we're we're like trillionaires that just buy parts of the world and we have to figure out the cultures to understand why we bought that part of the world we can already we're already pretending we can afford like you know dog breed like that's true <laughs> That's a Pure little more dogs. relative, though, I think, than the original premise. Okay. So we're doing Newfoundland <laughs> we're getting the dogs. a Canadian island. <laughs> yes. Prince Edward Island. That could be a good episode. So we're not getting a Canadian island, though. We're getting In- a dog. Instead, we're getting a Newfoundland dog. <laughs> well, yes. Yeah. Talking about the Newfoundland. Equally as awesome. Height of 28 inches, the average for males, and 26 inches, the average for females. Weight of 130 to 150 pounds for males and 100 to 120 pounds for females. Wow, that's a very lot of, large that's dogs. a lot of dog. Yeah, <laughs> 150 pounds. That's like me as a teenager, <laughs> yeah. basically. Like, well, I, my teenage me would have slapped me for saying I was 150 pounds because <laughs> wow. I lied and said I was like 135, <laughs> but I was 150 pounds. 122. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, life expectancy is nine to 10 years. And uh, they are the 40th most popular breed by AKC registrations. Okay. So top 50. Yeah. I figured they would be rather popular because I've seen them before in yeah. person. It's yeah, like, I see them around. Yeah. And it's one of those dog breeds, too, where I'm, I'm every time I do see one in person, I'm always a little shocked. It's like, oh, wow, a Newfoundland. <laughs> yeah, they're so big. But at the same time, it's like I have to remember like, oh, yeah, they're, they're like a popular breed. It's oh, they're, yeah. they're not like, you know, oh, my God, that person owns a bear. Like what? <laughs> Pretty much, though. I mean, <laughs> uh, friendlier, I would hope. <laughs> Never met a bear, but. Here's the general appearance straight from the AKC. The Newfoundland is a sweet dispositioned dog that acts neither dull nor ill-tempered. He's a devoted companion. A multi-purpose dog, at home, on land, and in water, the Newfoundland is capable of draft work and possesses natural life-saving abilities. 
Oh, wow. The Newfoundland is a large, heavily coated, well-balanced dog that is deep-bodied, heavily boned, muscular, and strong. A good specimen of the breed has dignity and proud head carriage. They do look very, like, stern, but also aware. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at the first picture there in the links, folks, on the... Yeah, it's, it's such description. a presence like in person just because they're so big yes and, like, and they're they very big they, face and and they do carry themselves very like well it's not like they're droopy or like low to the ground like they walk upright and alert oh yeah so they're very noticeable to a passerby yeah, and very strong but you know generally mm-hmm. very gentle so newfies are natural swimmers their coat helps them keep warm and it keeps their skin dry in the water and they also have webbed paws Ooh, so that helps them with speed yeah. in the water then too that's there are a few breeds like that what's we've covered a breed like that before on the show and labrador is also yeah, a, yeah i figured it was labs yeah, they're, they're yeah. descended from newfoundlands yes oh yeah that's right yeah yeah we talked about the history of newfoundland in the labrador episode i was yeah okay i'm remembering that, that more and more like, now. that was a while back now so that i'm remembering that now. it was the dominion of newfoundland until like the 1920s or 30s and, and then, then they yeah, split. Or, 19th, or 20th century there. Yeah, and then they split it, right? Into... No, and then they joined Canada. Oh, yeah, I remember that now. Okay. Something interesting about Newfies as swimmers, unlike other dogs, uh, other water dogs even, Newfies don't swim with a doggy paddle. They do more of a breaststroke. I was literally going to make a joke that, they, like, which one's doing the butterfly stroke? Like, <laughs> Man, I don't think a dog could pull off the butterfly. No, that was, that, well, that was the joke. But, <laughs> Maybe uh... <laughs> Air Bud. If he, Air Bud could train to do it, I bet. I want to see that movie. Okay, Air Bud could be an astronaut at this point. I mean, he probably <laughs> he could. Be he astronaut. should have been. Why did they make that Pitch movie, that. Disney? Call Disney right now. Is it Disney that did that movie? Probably. <laughs> Who produced Air Bud? Oh, yeah, it's Disney. But either way, yeah, it's one of those things. I, I mean, looking at them in this photo, you can tell they have like very strong forelegs. Oh, yeah. And and like, I, have, I have a video I yeah shared with you there. Okay. Newfoundland swimming. This is Jackson the Newfoundland. Yeah, very fast swimmer for such a big dog. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm not seeing the breaststroke with the front paws as much. I guess the back legs kick in some sort of different... Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, the back legs are more they graceful. Kind, they kind of like have that wider like you know yeah, when you like see a frog yes that's thank how i always you. think I of breaststroke oh uh, god that shakeout had to have just been absolutely no wonder <laughs> she's wearing a raincoat in the Hell sunlight yeah. <laughs> i want to see how far they can jump out from the from the starting point because that's like in the middle of the pool she threw a toy in the middle of the pool yeah he doesn't jump in though he, oh he just goes back around for it oh. <laughs> he's looking for a shorter path but oh i see doesn't quite jump in yeah, yeah. a lot of videos of yeah just newfoundland's stepping in the water and then just getting right back out he he went and took the stairs you can kind of see it in this shot that's a better shot of the front legs at least where well yeah but the front legs are still more doggy paddle okay you can really see it there you can see the back legs it like the what was that like probably like the one minute 16 second mark you can Mm, really see that that's really cool though i mean my gosh i didn't realize there was like i you know i grew up being told that all dogs could swim because they're (laughs) quadrupeds well i think maybe most dogs can but yeah some but breeds Frenchies definitely can't, can't. Pugs, pugs i don't i would put in the water no um shih tzus i've seen shih tzus no, swim I think they do or yes, they can but they can but you have to be careful because i'm sure I'm, they have to be trained for like a young age <laughs> my friend probably. christian my it's friend so christian growing up had shih tzus i'm pretty sure they were shih tzus and he would put them in his little pool but he would put them like at the at one end so they wouldn't have to swim very far to get to the oh, other yeah. it wasn't like the full length of their pool but it was the cutest thing because it took them a good like hmm, 20 30 seconds just no. to go that length <laughs> but they made it 
And sometimes they'd be willing to go again, and then other times they'd just be like, no. And they'd just walk <laughs> away. <laughs> yeah, Zelda, the Pomeranian I had when I was a teenager and still alive. But, uh, yeah. She, she could swim, but she would just kick like crazy. Like she, like she seemed like scared almost. We got her like a life vest too, so we could mm. like bring her to lakes and <laughs> go swimming. We never put our dogs in a lake I don't know. We never took the dogs with us out camping. Yeah, she would go like kayaking. We were always <laughs> afraid they'd run away. We were always afraid they'd run away. So, because they're beagles, they'll just go off and do whatever, and then you can't find them. And <laughs> they're like, "Where the hell did they go?" <laughs> like, but yeah. So we, I'm I'm sure beagles can swim, though. I've seen be- videos of beagles swimming. Mm-hmm. So not that this is the beagle episode. <laughs> no, but every episode is the beagle and Pomeranian episode. But to some, the Newfie <laughs> is very adept at swimming. Yeah, it's very very unique, special swimmers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Newfies have a water resistant double coat. The outer coat being coarse, long, and full. The undercoat being soft and thick. The coat comes in four main colors. Black, brown, gray, and black and white. Black and white Newfies are known as Lanziers. And in Europe, they're recognized as a separate breed. Oh, wow. Okay. Is there any... Just the color or... Uh, it's pretty much just the color. It's the main difference. I mean, it, it's... They do look pretty similar yeah. apart from that. And I think it's just, I don't know, their legacy is different... Interesting. Just with a different name and all. Hmm. Yeah, they're just known as Lanziers. You can tell, though, that they their fur has that, like, waterproof quality to it. It looks almost, like, wispy when it's dry. Ah, yeah. It has an interesting texture to it, yeah. Very, like, big and graceful looking, though. They don't look, like... They look very cute, though, because they have big, poofy faces. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, the snouts are just so big. Yeah. <laughs> and the jowls. I, mean, I can each. imagine if you went to pet them and they, like rubbed their nose on you, you'd have a giant, like, wet spot. Yeah, they're very drooly. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so yeah, the black and white Newfies are known as Lanziers, named after 19th century painter Edwin Lanzier. Oh, we've talked about him just last episode with the... Well, I think the picture I had of the Sky Terrier was with a Newfie. It was, yeah. Yes. Yeah, we mentioned it last week with Sky Terriers and on the episode before that. Cavalier wow. King Charles. Yeah, the because, painting by Edwin Lanzier like, came up. He was the and he was the British painter of the Royal Society's dogs. Like oh, yeah. it's noted that he was used specifically for that. Too. Oh yeah, dogs. Yeah, one of his specialties. Yeah, with, like horses and other yeah, animals. Yeah, and horses too. So, yeah, famous for painting horses and dogs. Nineteenth-century English painter uh, Lanzier was successful from a young age. He exhibited works at the Royal Academy when he was thirteen. Wow. He spent a lot of time studying animals, uh, dissecting them, and uh, going to local menageries. Okay. Which is the early term for a zoo. Yeah, it's like a zoo kind (laughs) of court thing. (laughs) Maybe kind of like a circus, too. I'm not sure. Right. So his most famous pieces are the lions at the base of Nelson's Column in Trafalgar Square in London. I don't know. You've been to London. Do you remember the oh, lions man. in Trafalgar Square? I Here's the thing. <laughs> too we much? drove through Trafalgar uh, Square. We did not walk through that's one of the places Trafalgar you'd actually... Square. So, no. And so, like, I don't know. It's like that a big tourist part... spot, though, right? It is. That was part of our bus tour, was driving through Trafalgar <laughs> Square. So I'm sure I have a photo that was taken through, like, a bus window of hey, Trafalgar Square. Literally, <laughs> literally. I have so many blurry photos taken because I was like 14 and didn't understand photography. I figured like, oh, if I click the button, it will be perfect. 
in a moving vehicle. There, yeah, with tinted windows. It's digital. It's de- it. it's not it's like HD it's camera. not like film with a little cranky side bottom. That's what I sounded like as a teenager. Everyone apparently 122 pounds. Uh, <laughs> it reduces by 10 or 11 pounds every time we mention it. You get perfect photos. Trafalgar Square. I do have really good photos of Stonehenge and really Ooh. good photos of. Um, that was not Edwin Lanzier. That was Stonehenge. not Edwin Lanzier. That was Artist Unknown. That was the Druids of, like, before <laughs> Earth was created. Uh, yeah, no. But anyways, I, I've been through Trafalgar Square, not in Trafalgar Square. Well, I guess there are four lines at the base of Nelson's column that are they're very good. <laughs> Famous. Unfortunately, uh, Lanzier suffered a nervous breakdown in his late 30s and struggled with mental health for the rest of his life. And Despite these struggles, uh, he was knighted. And elected to be president of the Royal Academy, uh, a position which he turned down. Did he continue to paint after the nervous breakdown? He did. Okay, yeah. that's good. I thought it was like a breakdown. I think where it, he it gradually painting. got worse throughout his life, though. Sure, he lived to be about seventy still. So, black and white movies are called Lanziers because Edwin Lanzier had a fondness for them and had many paintings of them. There's a famous 1831 painting titled "A Distinguished Member of the Humane Society." The painting is of a Lanzier newfie named Bob. <laughs> who was found in a shipwreck off the coast of England. Bob spent his time at the London waterfront, where he became known as a hero. Over the course of 14 years, Bob rescued 23 people from the water. Wow. For this, he was named a distinguished member of the Royal Humane Society, given a medal and access to food. That's which awesome. I'd hope he'd had access to food before that, but well, <laughs> at least know. you can do it when he saves the first gap. <laughs> right. <laughs> I do like this painting, though. The Royal Humane Society was originally called uh, Society for the Recovery of Persons Apparently Drowned. So this whole society and, yeah, Royal Society based around saving, yeah, victims and drowning. Interesting. Lance- and was it just like the use of dogs that eventually... Oh, no, it was people. Oh, it was people. Yeah, it was for people. Like, uh, of, yeah. Well, it, and how- then she was, yeah, he was named, you know, a distinguished member. Okay. As like a special thing because he was a dog saving people from the water. God. There's it. a lot of like naval people, I think. And then that that turned into the Humane Society. The Humane Society is separate. Got it. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a weird coincidence. Okay. <laughs> That's a dog, yeah, of the Royal Humane Society, but that was the Society for the Recovery of Persons Apparently Drowned. Oh. Completely oh. separate from Humane Society organizations in the U.S. today. I understand what you're saying now. Okay. Yeah, weird. <laughs> that is a strange coincidence, yeah. So Lanzier painted a couple other heroic newfies, uh, including a painting titled Saved, which features Lanzier that just rescued a child from the water. Is she alive? I, I'd imagine, yes. <laughs> that dog looks like, damn. Oh, that was exhausting. Please, Jesus. How'd she have the hat on in the water? It doesn't even make sense. <laughs> she's drowning with her it hat on. It is a very dramatic painting. I yeah. will. I'm, we're not trying to discredit Sir Edwin Lance yes. here at all. That is a. Very it is a painting. very great painting. Yeah. Scene. Very interesting use of color too, because there's lots of like when you look at his royal paintings, they're a lot like brighter and naturey. These are so much more like dark and like gray, oh, smoky. Yeah. It's interesting, yeah, to see the different like sides because i've really only up until this point seen the royal ones so mm-hmm, yeah or the ones that have like queen victoria right yeah. dogs <laughs> so uh the doofy has quite a bark i would video. imagine can hear it's very just loud it doesn't seem like sing-songy or anything oh yeah very big just alert bark yeah 
<laughs> they could be a little more expressive too, but definitely just being loud. Oh, okay, sorry. It's interesting to like watch them bark because none of them moves. It's just their face that moves. It's like bah, bah. It's like straight up. But I don't know. That's a very yeah. It's, is that just like the only bark? I wonder. Do they? I think they whine a little bit too. Like all oh, dogs yeah. have a whine. Yeah, they can whine and like growl more. Yeah, too. but their bark is very just like sharp. Yeah. Yeah. All right, now we're just going to take a break and come back with the history of the Newfoundland. Yes, excited. Hello, listeners. Wesley here to talk to you a little bit about how you can support this show. For each episode of all of our podcasts here at Arcadia, we spend our own money on books, articles, and other materials so that we can bring you podcasts that are thoroughly researched and fact-checked. All of the hosts and producers of these shows also work full-time jobs in addition to the podcast so that we can support this passion we all share. If you'd like to support us at We're Getting a Dog, as well as the other podcasts in the Arcadia Podcast Network, head on over to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash we're getting a dog, or our website, we're getting a dog.com slash support. For as low as $2 per month, you can get access a day early to every new episode of We're Getting a Dog and other Arcadia Podcast Network shows, such as Coffee's On and Good Food for Bad Friends. And at higher levels, you can get one-of-a-kind swag. Thank you for supporting the Arcadia Podcast Network and for listening to this podcast. Now back to the show. And we're back with the new fee. Yes. So the origins of the Newfie are shrouded in mystery. Oh, yippee, a shrouded in mystery breed. <laughs> like most every breed. <laughs> I'd say it's a good 50-50. Oh, yeah, if they're older than 19th century. Yeah. Usually pretty mysterious. <laughs> that is like a phrase I realize I think we've used like at least six or seven <laughs> times on this show, almost now sarcastically. <laughs> shrouded in mystery could be the new title. Or okay, so... Sub- subtitle. <laughs> how are they shrouded in mystery? There's well, just... they definitely come from Newfoundland. Okay, I will, fair. I will stake that claim. Okay, one theory says they evolved from the Tibetan Mastiff. Another says they were a cross of Mastiffs, Pyrenean Sheepdogs, and Portuguese Water Dogs. These breeds are actually believed to be crossbred by the native Beothuk people. To help them with fishing. Okay. Uh, the last theory is that they're descended from bear dogs, large working dogs brought by the Vikings in the 11th century. Do we have anything comparable to a bear dog today? I'm not sure. Didn't mention that. I was reading the, I forget which book. <laughs> we'll have it in the sources. Oh, wow. Karelian bear dog. Okay. It's a Finnish breed. So yeah, they're Nordic. Right. They look like a wolf. <laughs> they legit look just like a wolf. Yeah, that makes sense. This one has one next to a bear. I'm guessing they're huge, too. They have to be. I mean, comparing it to a bear, they have to be pretty big. Yeah. So, yeah, not entirely sure where they're descended from, but records of trading Newfie-like dogs go back to at least the 17th century. I think around, like, Northeast North America is where the earliest records are. You know, around Newfoundland. <laughs> yes, in Canada. Yeah, pro- probably specifically in Newfoundland. <laughs> the earliest records. Mm-hmm. Newfoundland. 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 It's not Newfoundland, it's Newfoundland. 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 <laughs> Fishing uh, was the primary industry of Newfoundland, and every boat had at least one Newfie. The dogs hauled fishing nets and rescued people that fell overboard. 
Okay, so they have a a pretty well documented history then of oh yeah saving people who are drowning. Definitely. Like, okay, interesting. Yeah, that's what they're known for. That's a good trait to have. Oh yeah, very heroic and mm-hmm. no. Noble. Are they like lifeguards? Yeah, they're known as the lifeguard dog. Oh wow, how cool! <laughs> Definitely, Newfies are known to be great swimmers even in bad conditions. Like when the water got too choppy, the dogs could assist in docking by swimming ashore with a boat line. Uh, they could also swim out to shipwrecks with lifelines to rescue other crews. That's insane. Yeah. I'm just imagining, like, some crazy, like, I don't know, s- s- sea storm that's, like, battering a ship down. And then you just have this newfie in the midst of all these crazy waves. Just like, I have rope. Yeah, swimming out with a rope. And, <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. hang on. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. Don't get there when nothing There's else can. a dog. <laughs> yeah. So when the fishing was done and the boat got back to shore, uh, Newfies could, would then pull a cart of fish to the market. They worked as cart dogs After like Bernice storm, Mountain Dogs. They just continue on like nothing <laughs> happened. <laughs> Big day. Fish got to get to the market. So yeah, they'd pull like carts of milk or firewood and the cart could weigh up to 450 pounds. Whoa. Yeah. When you're hauling firewood and that could be light. That's crazy. I mean, I suppose, though, you're distributing that between four legs. It's a big dog, really well, like, built and well, muscular. Yeah. Wheels of the cart are probably Well, of <laughs> course the there's most. wheels. Of, I mean, that's otherwise it wouldn't be a cart. It would be a shelf. Well, also, otherwise the dog <laughs> would be crushed. It couldn't yeah, definitely yeah. do 450 pounds of that. Yeah. <laughs> or just square wheels and it doesn't move anywhere. So they, it sounds like they were kind of an all-around working dog. Yeah, for, definitely. In a lot of ways, but mostly in ways pertaining to seafaring. Well, yeah, starting as the fisherman's dog, but, okay. you know, all around working dog for that, that okay. lifestyle. I'm already, this is a thrilling history so far. <laughs> Many Newfies could go on with their chores with no human accompanying them. They were even used to deliver mail through dense forests and freezing weather, conditions deemed too difficult for horses. For this service, the King of Newfoundland commissioned a postage stamp emblazoned with the face of the Newfie. The Newfie Express. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's just so weird to imagine the King of Newfoundland. But <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, I already learned about the Dominion of Newfoundland and how it wasn't a part of Canada till 1930s or something. Right. Well, still I mean, weird. It is, it is interesting to think that most places had a king at one point. I mean, not most. I mean, not most, most places in North America, really. It's weird to me about it. Like, yeah, the Canadian Maritime Provinces is yeah, such well, a strange... History. There, there, they go back was, much further than I like remember. I, most I, I of the mean, time. I could argue in North America, we were ruled by Great Britain and the colonies, but they weren't the king of you know America. True. <laughs> it's oh, weird that's to hear true. Yeah, king of that's, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, we've never had a king of America. That'd like, be kind of funny though. Like hearing about the king of Illinois. It's weird. So, being a hardworking sailor's dog, it's easy to imagine how they spread across the world and became so popular. Sure. Yeah. So by the 19th century, uh, Newfies were known across North America and Europe as the lifeguard dog. During this time, every lifeguard stand along the British coast was required to employ two Newfoundland dogs to aid in rescues. Oh, wow. That's yeah. interesting. Is that still a thing or no? It's not still a thing. I Aww. think, I don't know, people got better at lifeguarding. I don't know. But Maybe. I mean... I, I couldn't, yeah. It, the book didn't say how long it was That's interesting. instituted. It's still, it's still a cool factoid of yeah. history it's fun to imagine <laughs> newfies on every beach mm-hmm. don't don't pet them <laughs> they're lifeguards <laughs> don't distract them with treats <laughs> in 1803 meriwether lewis purchased a young newfoundland in pittsburgh for 20 dollars 
He named the dog Seaman. Lewis was in Pittsburgh waiting for boats to be completed for his expedition he was going on with this guy Clark. Oh. <laughs> right back to Louisiana Purchase. There we go. Uh, while Purchase to assist uh, on boats, like Newfies usually do, uh, Seaman proved himself useful in many ways. He helped them hunt and would stay up all night sometimes to ward off bears. Wow. Seaman was the only animal to complete the Lewis and Clark expedition. Today, okay. Yeah. Yeah, there were a lot of horses and dogs that started, and yeah, none, no others made right. it in the end. A lot of tragic mm-hmm. things. It was a very dark expedition, actually. Just it <laughs> reading was. up in, yeah, a little briefly. It's it, much darker than, yeah, the talks about in elementary school when you learn about it. Right. Um, well, and it's interesting, too, because in Nebraska, there's a lot of evidence of their journey. Like, there's lots of... So there's a whole museum dedicated to them. Right, and, yeah my home state yeah they go like right through omaha right? uh-huh and so i always knew that the lewis and clark expedition we learned about it a lot more because it was built into our curriculum as part of this like the state history oh yeah your little state yeah yeah we, we learned about thanksgiving more in massachusetts yeah so learned our state history was arbor day in the lewis and clark expedition yeah, so ours we, were the pilgrims and then yeah the witches burned in salem right okay <laughs> well that's fair uh and Fun what did you, i hope you learned that in high school well, no, I mean, it's a famous story. I mean, yeah, every kid knows every it. Every kid I mean, knows it. <laughs> yeah, Massachusetts, yeah. yeah. Well, um, with Except, a, you know, you might believe as a kid they were actual witches. I don't know. But uh, it's the, a with, big Halloween thing. With Lewis and Clark, though, we we did learn when we got into high school, when we did, like, our, like, mini state history unit in high school, that it was definitely not as, like, clean cut as it's presented when you're younger. Right. It's not just, like, six people decide to go see the rest of the United States by on foot. It's like it's almost like crafted like it's a it's like a great road trip. Well, like <laughs> when you're younger, yeah, it's like much. look at this. They just did it. They were just two buddies, like high fiving people. Every they met. State. They met this young indigenous woman who oh, did a yeah. great deal for them. Basically, most of the work and <laughs> like, every aspect of their relationship was journey. positive. Yeah, everything. <laughs> Not nothing was bad. It's like what? Sacagawea. Sacagawea. <laughs> But it's like she was she wasn't pregnant at all. We didn't I did not learn that Sekajui was pregnant until I was in high school hmm. and that she had a baby during yeah. the expedition. I did not know that. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. And all the and meanwhile, they're carting her around just being like, hey, can you like figure out what these people are saying for us? Like, <laughs> right. yeah, insane. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Continue. Yeah. Like history. The history of it reads more like, I don't know, it's reminding me of like the Donner Party. Just like how difficult it was uh, yeah, to get through or this. Or any of those like really just gut-wrenching expedition stories yeah. where uh, it's just so like unfathomable that these people Oregon made it Trail, there and yeah, back. Stuff. It's like the Hobbit. So today, Seaman is depicted in over a dozen different Lewis and Clark monuments across the country. Most notably in a six-foot-tall statue at Fort Mandan in North Dakota. Okay. Which provided a photo of. Okay. Giant, yeah. Newfoundland. Oh, Wow. It's almost, uh, it's a little cartoony looking to oh, me, though. I like it, though. It's cute. <laughs> I like it, but it almost looks like the Family Guy version of a Newfoundland dog. <laughs> well, maybe, but it's got the texture. <laughs> British poet Lord Byron had a Newfie named Boatswin, who tragically died of rabies at just five years old. And there's a monument for Boatswin at Newstead Abbey, a yet popular yeah, tourist. Hmm place you can go to see the monument and there's a poem on the monument called epitaph to a dog here it is here's the here's the first few lines Mm -hmm. 
Near the spot are deposited the remains of one who possessed beauty without vanity, strength without insolence, courage without ferocity, and all the virtues of man without his vices. Oh, I like that tap-a-tap a lot. Yeah. It's very well said. Yeah, I guess the uh, the tomb at uh, Newstead Abbey for Boatswain is larger than the tomb for Lord Byron. Oh, wow. So that shows care for his well, dog. Well, I mean... Or might have just needed a bigger tomb. Here's the thing. Newfies are pretty big. Lord Byron's not all what he's cracked up to be. I'd rather read Mary Shelley. <laughs> Glad you have an opinion of him. I just have I've heard of him. <laughs> no, he contributed much, I'm sure. <laughs> At least this poem. It's a good opening line for a dog. Epitaph. Yes. So in 1815, while returning from Elba... Napoleon Bonaparte fell overboard and was rescued by a Newfie. I would applaud that Newfie, <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah, these are just, you know, some famous, famous interactions. Interact, yeah. <laughs> Get an idea of how you know, ubiquitous Newfies were across the I guess, world yeah. at this point. So in 1828, Anne Harvey, her father, brother, and Newfie named Harriman saved over 160 people from a shipwreck. Okay. Yeah, yeah shipwreck. It's a lot of Rescue. people. Yeah. yeah. Ulysses S. Grant's son, Jesse, had a newfie named Faithful, who moved into the White House with them in 1869. Did he rip the pants off any foreign dignitaries? <laughs> no. Faithful was, Faithful was much better behaved. Good. Anytime we talk about any animal or dog moving into the White House, my first criteria is, did they rip the pants off of any foreign dignitaries? <laughs> Just one dog. <laughs> but you never know. There could be more. <laughs> So other presidents who had newfies were uh, James Buchanan and everyone's favorite 19th president. Let's all say it. Rutherford oh, B. Oh, God. Uh, why, why is he your favorite? Oh, he's not my favorite. Just, oh, okay. <laughs> no one knows who he is. That's <laughs> a weird name. That's true. I feel like he's like one of those. He's one of those presidents where like only schools are named after them and you don't really know why he's your school's named after them. post-Civil War president. <laughs> not my favorite. James Garfield came after Hayes. One of my favorites assassinated yeah. unfortunately he was the inspiration for the cat it's not true <laughs> i don't know loved lasagna hated mondays great president anything anything just named garfield i just automatically think of the cat. <laughs> yeah, there's really not not much else the titanic's first officer william mcmaster murdoch had a newfie named rigel rigel unfortunately murdoch died in the sinking but rigel was able to swim away and circle one of the lifeboats the lifeboat drifted under the bow of a rescue ship and was about to be run over when Rigel started barking. The hmm. engines were cut just in time, and the survivors in the lifeboat were saved, along with Rigel. Oh, wow. With that kind of a bark. <laughs> exactly. Dang. <yeah. laughs> oh, to clarify, Garfield County is named after President Garfield. It was made a, gar oh, it was made a county in 1884 to commemorate President Garfield. Yeah. Right. Okay. Too many things were named Lincoln already. Then... Then Garfield got shot. That's the so thing. Now, yeah, Lincoln is named, named after Garfield. Abraham Lincoln. And everyone thinks yeah. he's from Lincoln. And I'm like, no, he's who from thinks, Illinois. <laughs> who thinks that? What? Children. <laughs> well, okay. Well, it's because they put a big statue of him in front of our Capitol building. And now everyone thinks he's from there. <laughs> I'm like, no, you idiots. He's from Illinois. There's statues of him everywhere. <laughs> it's called the Land of Lincoln. <laughs> That's our license plate. He might have been born in Kentucky, even. Yeah, he wasn't he wasn't born in Illinois. He emigrated <laughs> to Illinois. He moved. Anyways. So yeah. Newfies all over history. 
saving people from drowning. <laughs> yeah, all these are the just time. like yeah, the most famous, like interesting stories. There are tons of other famous Newfies, like many with dozens of recorded rescues. See, and I feel like Newfoundlands again. It's like labs. Of course, they are like the grandfather to lab retrievers. Right, yeah, but it's the thing of like they're so good at what they do. They're well known for it, and it has kept them constantly popular um, yeah. across the board. Yeah, it seems like, I, I mean, on any beach they wind up in the world, they're just, like, rescuing people. Yes. Like, instinctually. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Truly amazing breed. <laughs> That's all I got for the history. Super the best. <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting. Life I mean, that's a dog. really, really uh, intense rescue history for a dog, too. Yeah. Just, it almost sounds like a breed completely dedicated in instinct to the rescue of human beings, which is pretty cool. Yeah, really sweet. Yeah. That's the other thing too. They're not they're not like aggressive. They're very docile towards yeah, people totally. and truly. <laughs> docile and truly. Yeah. So we're going to talk about uh owning a Newfie. Okay. And here's uh what the AKC says about grooming. Uh the Newfoundland's heavy coat requires thorough brushing at least once a week. Okay. A thorough going over with a slicker brush and a long-toothed comb will remove dead hair and prevent mats from forming. These will become daily sessions during shedding season, which generally occurs twice a year. However, spayed and neutered noofs shed year-round and will will probably need to be brushed out several times a week. So that's a lot of brushing. That's interesting. (laughs) Shedding, especially when they're spayed or neutered. I have a photo of a just brushed Newfoundland next to... (laughs) All the hair that came off of him. Whoa, that's like a little, it's almost like a mini Newfie yeah. made out of his hair. Yep, exactly. And that's one thing, too, that I discovered researching this breed, like Retriever, any decently like long, longish haired breed. If you get them uh, spayed or neutered, it completely changes the fur texture. It's like a hormonal change right, does yeah. that. And so their fur texture will change, their shedding will change. Because I think beagles shed more if you get them spayed or neutered. Because I feel like there's... I always hear that you only... They have seasonal shedding. I'm like, that's not true. They shed all the frickin' time. (laughs) Right. But we had them fixed. So... And I wonder if that had anything to do with that. It just kind of... It changes how their hormones handle their fur. Yeah, weird. It is interesting. But man, that's a... That's a lot. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) Did it give like a timeline of like how much to how much time to devote to this kind of a thing or no? <laughs> I just I'd guess more than the average dog. Yeah, definitely. Being giant and all. So I guess we'll tell listeners if you want a new fee, do you have to? It's like the last breed we covered with Sky Terriers. You got to devote some time. Yeah, big commitment. To, with, yeah, with the hair. Make it a routine. Yeah. <laughs> Train them young. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And as for the health, uh, said the life expectancy was nine to ten years. Okay. AKC says responsible breeders screen their stock for health conditions such as elbow and hip dysplasia, cardiac disease, and cystinuria, which can cause stones to form in the urinary system. Okay. As with all dogs, the noof's ears should be checked regularly for signs of infection. Just general nail trimming and teeth brushing, Mm -hmm. keeping nails and teeth healthy. As for exercise, Newfoundlands need at least half an hour of moderate exercise to stay healthy and happy. Uh, while they're definitely meant to live indoors, uh, noofs enjoy outdoor activities, especially swimming, and they make great companions on long walks or hikes. Yeah, definitely. I feel like swimming would probably be the primary one, so if you have a pool, probably is a good thing if you have a newfie. 
Yeah, yeah, they seem to like swimming. Although I don't know, a lot of videos I saw, they were just they would just step in the water and get right out. <laughs> <laughs> they just want a quick dip. Yeah, <laughs> seem to try to avoid swimming when they can. I guess. <laughs> It's pretty chill unless someone's dying. It's like out there. it's like when you, you think someone's super extrovert and they turn out to be a complete introvert. It's like this dog is super well known for swimming and rescuing people. And in reality, they're like, I we just do that. It's not something. Yeah, I'd rather want. not swim that far and hard. <laughs> but you know, so you know, I'm good at it, but that doesn't mean I want to do it all the time. <laughs> I, it's a burden I carry. <laughs> it's the cross I bear. <laughs> So Newfies uh, enjoy pulling carts, and some even participate in carting and drafting competitions. Okay, so instead of putting them in swimming, get a cart. Yeah, <laughs> they can apparently they can around. pull four and fifty pounds if they're a strong one. That's insane. <laughs> we could, imagine if you trained your Newfie to do that, though. It's like, oh, the fire's getting low. We need more firewood. Oh, hold on. Let me call my Newfoundland. <laughs> you just see one dragging a cart of firewood to you. <laughs> I could train one to carry us, pull us around our, our farm. I'm not. What are we going to do? Like sled through our farm with our Newfie? Just car- yeah, drag? No. Better. no, I want a team of 12 beagles to do that. Thank you. Uh, 12, I don't even know if they could. <laughs> could you beagles. imagine 12 barking beagles? That sounds like almost it would be in like a twelve like the, yeah, the Christmas song. Yeah, we got to rewrite that. All dog, dog breeds. breeds. I'm sure that's been done. <laughs> what a terrible song. Five farting Frenchies. <laughs> so other uh, canine activities that Newfies like to participate in are agility, dock jumping, fly ball, herding, obedience, rally, and tracking. Okay, so he's very versatile, intelligent, athletic dog. Varsity dog. Got it. <laughs> yep, getting his varsity letter. His Letterman's coat, his Letterman's sweater. <laughs> Big dog on campus. So for training, the AKC says daily human contact is absolutely essential for any newfie. Okay. Early socialization and puppy training classes are recommended and help to ensure that the Newfoundland grows into a well-adjusted, well-mannered companion. A puppy who's going to be trained for water work should be carefully introduced to the water by the age of four months. Okay. It's interesting. I thought it'd be earlier even, but... Sure, yeah, same. Yeah, I guess they can't swim as well as puppies. Okay. So, Newfies are eager to please and generally easy to train. They're affectionate and trusting, and they respond well to gentle guidance, but uh, not well to harsh corrections or training methods. Okay, like every other breed. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, <laughs> uh, when are we going to find the breed, like, this breed responds best to harsh, yeah, non-gentle training Yeah, I think that too, but, you know, we say it out there, because if we have any, you know... When you're dealing with a bulldog, you really got to be as mean no. as possible. No, we we just say it <laughs> or because they won't get it. We never know who's new listening to our show, A. And also, it's something I think that deserves reiterating for every breed. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, it's the most important thing to remember in training, mm-hmm. probably. Definitely. It's just patience and being gentle. Mm-hmm. And that's all the info I have on Newfoundlands. Oh, wow. And I'm sure there's, like, countless famous Newfies as far as, like rescue newfies and all that kind of thing people oh, yeah. that have done great acts and stuff like that yeah it seems like i don't know there's local newfie legends like every beach all over the place yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely i definitely like this breed i think if we had the space and the time to commit to one it would be a really good companion dog like just to, yeah like, definitely have, yeah to play with and if we had a big farm with a lake in the middle, <laughs> be the, be the I don't dog think to I get. Have a lake in the middle of a farm. That's just me. But it's a lake farm. <clears throat> Got to grow that water. Uh, okay. <laughs> we'll sell water at the local farmers market. Ew, water no, bottles. God, gross. 
Just a stagnant man-made lake water. <laughs> Awful. With a newfie on the bottle. <laughs> is it okay? Is it time for boopy to boop dog news? <laughs> yes, it's time for boop to boop to boop dog news. What's the news? News. An Ohio therapy dog has been named the 2022 Cadbury Bunny. What? That was not where I thought that was going at all. <laughs> I did not know this was a thing. I thought it thing. was going to be like the 2022 therapy dog of the year or something like that. <laughs> well, Annie Rose, an English doodle, visiting nursing homes and reportedly loves doing therapy work. Okay. Uh, during the COVID-19 shutdown, when residents couldn't have visitors, uh, the pup would do window visits and keep spirits up. For sure. This is therapy doc who lives in Cincinnati. Here's a quote from Annie Rose's owner, Lori R. We can't thank everyone enough for voting for our very own Annie Rose and making her the next Cadbury bunny, especially her doodle families and friends who went over and beyond. So our community rallied behind and supported her just as she has for them. Years as a therapy dog. All of us are still shocked by the news, but can't wait to get Annie Rose those iconic Cadbury bunny ears. I didn't know this was a thing. I had no idea. And the whole article, I mean, it's on like Fox 8. It's like a local story, but it, it does not, yeah, go into further depth about what, what this is and what's huh. going on at all. <laughs> That's interesting. And I'm looking at the article right now, and it's just a dog with bunny ears Wait, on. okay. There's one final sentence that does explain a little. Okay. The okay. win means Annie Rose is set to star in this year's Cadbury Easter Bunny commercial. Plus, her family won $5,000. Okay. Did they pick bunnies before this? And, like, they're picking, do like, dogs for the first time? <laughs> I don't know. That's interesting. I guess I just don't keep up with Cadbury commercials as much as apparently I should. And I guess it's just, like, part of an overall charity that Cadbury does, which is apparently owned by Hershey in the <laughs> U.S., or they distribute Cadbury. And Hershey distributes Cadbury here. That's interesting. Well, I'm very happy for uh, Annie Rose for being the Cadbury dog of the year. I, yeah, good publicity for therapy dogs, I guess. <laughs> am I the only one that thinks that it's kind of like not the best thing that a chocolate company is giving a dog an award? I mean, in the photo, the dog is holding a basket full of chocolates. Yeah, that, doesn't, that, that just doesn't seem like the best PR move Big to teeth, me. too. Just rip right in. <laughs> They had to have been prop bags, I'm sure. <laughs> that just hits me funny. I don't know why, but the hey, I'm glad that I'm very happy that that dog loves what she does as far as her therapy work. Well, yeah. And Sounds like they surreal. raise a lot of money for yeah, a seemingly for pretty good cause. So yeah, that's awesome. I just didn't realize that a chocolate company would ever give a dog an award. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah, they named the Cadbury Bunny every year. I'll have to keep up. Cool. Maybe yeah. I could be the Cadbury Bunny one day. Uh, maybe our dog could be the Cadbury Bunny one maybe day. Maybe I could be the first oh, man. Okay. To be Cadbury Bunny. You just well, that's a very great article for our dog news. Anything? <laughs> do you have anything else news. about for the, for the dog news? No, that's all. Interesting. Well, if you want to check that article out, that it will also be in our links. And uh, yeah, this was a great episode. I really enjoyed learning all about the Newfoundland today. I think it's a great breed for yeah. sure. Yeah, really cool. Mm hmm. Well, everyone, we thank you so much for listening to our show. If you're new thank to you, the everyone. show, yes, welcome. Um, we hope you enjoy this podcast. And if you do, thank you so much for subscribing and listening. If you're new, don't forget to subscribe. And also, if you want to support our show, we you can always head to our Patreon to do so. We thank the patrons of our show. Thank you, Patreon. Every episode, thank you so much for the support that they, that they give to us. Just through, like, 
monthly donations, support, all that kind of a thing. And um, yeah, thank you all so much for listening. And Dylan, why don't you take us out? Help out your local shelters any way you can, whether that's donating, volunteering, fostering, or adopting, and help control the pet population. Have your pets spayed or neutered, even if they shed more. (laughs) We'll see you next week. Wesley Van Hoosen and Dylan Naylor are not pet professionals. Any advice regarding pet ownership and the responsibilities thereof taken from this program should be checked with your veterinarian. All episodes are researched thoroughly, fact-checked, and additionally researched during post-production. Annotated bibliographies of every episode can be found at we'regettingadog.com slash bibliographies. This podcast is hosted by Dylan Naylor and Wesley Van Hoosen. If you'd like to reach out or submit a photo of your dog to be featured on our social media, please contact us at WGAD at ArcadiaPodcastNetwork.com or on our Instagram at We're Getting a Dog. Thank you for listening to We're Getting a Dog from the Arcadia Podcast Network. When you wake up in the morning and get ready for the day, what's the one thing you're sure you won't miss? Well, according to the National Coffee Association, if you're like 64% of all Americans, you're probably going to have a cup of coffee. Hi, my name is Richard Eisloffel, and I love coffee. I've been drinking it consistently since I was about 15 years old and have worked off and on as a barista for over four years. Though I haven't worked in the coffee field for some time now, I've recently took an interest in knowing more about coffee. Its origins, its history, its chemical makeup, how we get different flavor profiles, and its current cultural status. To do this, I turn to my best friend of over 10 years, Wesley Van Hoosen. Hello there, I'm Wesley. He is probably the most well-read person I know. Books have always been a part of his life, and I know that, like myself, he has a thirst for knowledge. So I asked him one day, Wesley, do you know any good books on coffee? To which he responded, No, actually, none that I've ever found. And I have to say, that took me by surprise. You would think out there, somewhere, is a manuscript detailing everything you need to know about coffee, from how it's made to how it made its way into the fabric of our society. But no, there really isn't. So that's when Wesley and I decided to do it ourselves. Welcome to Coffee's On, where every episode we'll learn something new about the marvelous beverage that is coffee. In this popcorn-style series, we'll use every episode to do a deep dive into some facet of coffee consumption or production. And with every episode, we'll be trying a new brew of coffee, so we can continue to open our palates as well as our minds. In addition, we'll close each episode with a fun fact, myth, or legend about this magical drink. So tune in during your morning routine, daily commute, or afternoon pick-me-up, and we'll tell you all there is to know about the most consumed beverage in America. You can listen to Coffee's On on Spotify or wherever you stream podcasts. From the Arcadia Podcast Network.